Radio Roundtable, Law Enforcement Talk Show. Yes, we're live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. My name is Chip DeBlock, and I'm your host for a group of law enforcement professionals to talk about today's news and issues, but we do it from a law enforcement perspective. Let me introduce the crew. Guys, if you don't mind waiting for the video portion of our show, we have Lieutenant Randy Sutton all the way from Las Vegas, formerly Las Vegas Metro Police Department. Thanks, uh, Lieutenant, for being on the show. Corporal David D. Gresta. Tampa Bay area in Florida, worked for a PD and an SO, so he has an interesting perspective. Also, a shout-out to our sponsors. We have um, Motion DSP, AUFire.com, GallsGunler.com, MyMedicare.live, and we're fueled by Bang Energy. Yes, I've got the original sweet iced tea here. Thanks, Bang, for the fuel. Also, a shout-out to uh, Brian Burns with the free press at TampaFP.com and Ray Dietrich at RedVoiceMedia.com. Uh, out of the eight locations that we're currently streaming to, three of those belong to Red Voice Media. They have about a million followers just on those three Facebook pages alone. So thanks to Ray Dietrich and Red Voice Media for helping make that happen. Uh, guys, uh, a good lineup. I, I know I always say that. Some interesting news that happened uh, late last week, and we're going to be touching on it and seeing how it involves law enforcement. But on lawofficer.com, uh, you know, they've, uh, well, let me just see here. Um, We've got the, uh, maybe that's going to be the update article, I guess, is what I'm going to be talking about here. Uh, and I was thinking about what's going on in Israel and all the cops that have uh, been getting killed over there. So um, that's uh, definitely not a good thing. But uh, let's start off with lawofficer.com. A Maricopa County Sheriff will resign and cites consent decree as depleting resources. So uh, Randy's the closest one out there to Maricopa County. But so we're in Phoenix, Arizona. Maricopa County Sheriff Paul Penzone announced that he's going to seek a third term. I'm sorry, he's not going to seek a third term. He just had a news conference on Monday. So Sheriff Penzone, he's a Democrat who's been in office since 2016. He said that he would leave office in January 2024, so in the coming months. Now, Sheriff Penzone shared frustration with the federal consent decree over his department. Now, we just started talking about federal dissent, uh, dissent decrees and, uh, and you know, these— uh, these consent decrees, how they affect agencies. I learned a thing or two about the the monetary strain that they put these agencies and, and communities under, these jurisdictions. So he says that he's been trying to run his department with one hand tied behind his back. He criticized the federal court oversight that, quote, depleted a considerable amount of resources in his office that could and should have been de dedicated to public safety, unquote. Now, this report that they have been paying over $200,000 a month. So just get a grasp on this, guys. They pay over two hundred grand a month to a federal monitor that lives in the state of, not Arizona, North Carolina on the other side of the country. They pay an additional $100,000 a year for rent for this federal monitor's office, but it's recently been revealed that the office has been vacant for at least three years. hundred grand a year for an office has been vacant for three years. So the most recent decision where suddenly civilian investigators and professional standards, uh, where he's had to keep a minimum threshold, he doesn't have the final say, on those investigations, um, investigators and who they're going to be or what they do. He said a guy who sits in North Carolina and who hasn't been there in Arizona in three years, his team does. They're the guys that make all the decisions. He says, but the sheriff says that he's the one responsible for the work that they do and the outcomes that they produce because they don't produce a certain outcome. Uh, then if they don't, this country and the community pays more tax dollars. So it'll be up to the County Board of Supervisors to select an interim sheriff until a new one's elected, according to Fox 10. Uh, the sheriff does recognize this, though, and he says that he'll be damned if he does three terms under federal court oversight for a debt that he, that never that he never incurred, and he's not able to serve his community in the manner that um, that he that he wants to. It, it kind of goes on and on. There's a, a, a run-up article 
uh, on this as well, where the a news agency verified all this information about, you know, the monitor and stuff. The monitor's name is Robert Warshaw. The federal judge overseeing the case is Judge Murray Snow. He appointed um, the monitor to that post in 2014. And since then, record, records show that he's been paid millions. And Arizona's family investigates. They found the team's last in-person site visit was back in January of 2020. Wow. And since then, they've been, uh, all these things have been done remotely. The monitor writes, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, they have been unable to travel. However, there's been no restrictions on the domestic travel due to COVID-19. And the county continues to pay for a 3,200-square-foot suite in an office building in downtown Phoenix. And according to the lease agreement, over the last year alone, it's cost taxpayers $97,000. Wow. Lieutenant Randy. This this is a, a stark example of the scam that uh, has been put all over on police departments across this country by the Department of Justice. Department of Justice is the one that's responsible for this debacle. Um, they, they, under Obama, more consent decrees were issued than any other time in history. In fact, if you combine all the other years in history, he did more than, than everything combined. And what he did was he created this environment for, um, for this type of, of misconduct. And that's what it is. It's corruption. Uh, it, is, it is utilizing taxpayers' money to pay off on, uh, on, on useless, absolutely useless oversight. And there's no mechanism in place to appeal it, to, to take it away. It is, it is literally um, a good old boy network that makes people rich, as in this case. And there's no oversight. There's no accountability. There is, there's no uh, um, true uh, uh, way to, to, ga to gauge a, an outcome from it. It is just a scam. And, uh, and I don't blame the I'm not a real fan of the sheriff uh, when he got elected. He got elected with, uh, with money that came from some, some uh, shady people like uh, George Soros. So, but it shows, it shows that even, even he is so frustrated with this, uh, with this outcome. It's just, I don't blame him. I, I don't blame him for leaving. Well, uh, you know, it, it's so, I guess I'm so far removed because I've never worked under a consent decree. But uh, while wow, with the new revelations, then the millions of dollars going out and, and people getting rich off of this. And then, of course, them making the decision on when it gets called, you know, when they're when they meet whatever the criteria they decide is in order to lift the consent decree. Uh, you don't see them lifted often. It doesn't seem like or and it seems like they have long runs, you know, as far as, uh, you know, you don't see a consent decree that lasts for 12 months and then it's gone. Seattle's going through the same thing right now, by the way. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thanks. Um, moving along here. Let's see what we got, uh, you know, coming down the pike here. So um, our next one, authorities named 34 police officers killed in the Hamas attack. So, yeah, this is the Israel um, news bit that I was talking about earlier on lawofficer.com. So the Israel police, they've announced the names of 34 police officers killed while confronting the terrorists that attacked Israel that happened this week, this past week. The Times of Israel reported that at least 300 people were killed Saturday. Now, that, of course, that number has just escalated over the weekend uh, in uh, Gaza launched a, uh, a war on Israel infiltrating towns rampaging through military positions shooting travelers dead on roads and in their homes and firing thousands of rockets at a wide swath of the country in a shocking assault terrorists also dragged dozens of soldiers and civilians into Gaza where they're currently be, uh, being held hostage or um, as I heard on the news this morning 
Um, they're being used as human shields. Officials were still not certain of the total number of soldiers killed, um, along with the number of those taken captive in Gaza. And, uh, you know, they do this to prevent Israel from going over and taking over Gaza or just demolishing the place because they're using these these hostages as human shields. The names and ranks of 34 Israel police officers who died in combat thus far have been released. Um, you know, it's a sad story. And, it, you know, and there's some relation I, I, I see to what we go through today with an open border. And, and, and you're right, I'm saying it's open because it is. And all the terrorists and the threats that are coming across the border, you know, it's not the military they're going to be dealing with these guys. It's going to be, you know, a, a, the 750 to a million active law enforcement officers that are in this country that are going to have to deal with this, these terroristic threats. So um, it's going on in Israel right now. It's coming to the uh, coming home to the United States soon. Corporal David. Yeah, that's the point of all this. You, you look at, at these attacks in Israel and there this was not a a sudden, um, you know, a, a spontaneous act. Uh, this this scenario had been slowly put in place uh, and it, it had been it had been planned and propagated there for quite some time before somebody finally pressed the button, as they say, and, and kicked it off. Uh, the the attacks were were way too. There was a lot of them. Uh, they were coordinated. They hit certain. They hit certain sites. This wasn't just a a whim kind of a thing where uh, you know some some faction of of terrorists decided ah we can't take it anymore and shot off some rockets. That's not the case. And if you think if anybody out there thinks for one minute that there are not cells of some sort that have been embedded, that have come into the United States via the open borders and set up shop in our country, uh, then you are you are truly stupid. Uh, and what you said, Chip, as far as who's going to end up having to deal with them, uh, the, the number of people, the number of civilian casualties, law enforcement casualties and the like are going, could, the potential is fairly drastic. Because their targets are not going to be the neighborhood 7-Eleven or the neighborhood grocery store. It's going to be law enforcement departments, large large law enforcement agency departments, and the surrounding infrastructure that support that what would be a response to that type of an outbreak. And once they attack those places and disable them to the best of their ability, then the, the rampage on the streets began. Uh, so it, it, it will not be pretty when it happens. And I, I, I fear that it's, it's more of a matter of, of more of a matter of when, not if. All right. Thanks, Corporal. Appreciate it. Well, guys, it's time for our first commercial break. Stick with us. We've got plenty more to come. We'll be right back. You know, Motion DSP, they've been supporting the law encforcement profession for over 15 years for the robust speed of video and audio redaction and enhancement software. Now, Motion DSP software is easy to use, requires no specialized training or expertise, and you can save valuable time with spotlights, one-click automating tracking feature, and forensic suite of enhancement filters to receive results quickly in just three steps, import, process, and export. Now, Spotlight is built specifically for redaction. It's designed to work with video from any camera source, and using Motion DSP's algorithms and object tracking technology, it automates the process of blurring faces and other identifiable information, and it saves users countless hours compared to manual frame-by-frame -frame redaction. 
and forensic enhancement software that allows users to quickly process and analyze any video file format using patented super resolution algorithms and enhancement filters to reveal an unseen level of detail. And you can actually get forensically valid evidence from just low quality video in just minutes instead of hours. So you can learn more about all these products and all these capabilities by simply going to motiondsp.com. Again, that's motiondsp.com. So, hey, AU Fire stands for Accuracy Under Fire, and it's at aufire.com. So, AU Fire is the gold standard in tactical simulation. And so, for the first time ever, agencies and Leos can safely simulate being hit by gunfire, knives, and other objects in AU Fire's dynamic force on force scenarios. If you've ever wondered how your officers would react or wish you could train them in real world situations, now you can, all while improving their decision making, return fire accuracy, and life preservation skills thanks to AUFire.com. Let's talk about Medicare insurance options. There's over 80 options in just Hillsborough County alone. Now, the benefits can change annually. So, how do you know that you're getting the benefits for your specific health care needs? The answer is simple contact mymedicare.live or call area code 813 245 6656 especially if you're in the Tampa Bay area. Talk to James or Bobby, meet with them in person. They'll save you money on your medication co-pays, find plans that your doctors accept, and get more of the benefits that you qualify for. So again, mymedicare.live. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. So if we've uh, if we've exhausted the last topic, we're getting ready to go to a video. Oh, David, go ahead. No, 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 not not yet. Let, let's, let's move this out a little bit further. Don't forget Europe. They're well within the bubble because of all of their illegal immigrations that have happened over the last several years of military-aged males. Don't think that they're not in line. <clears throat> you look at you look at and if anybody goes, oh no, that, that couldn't happen here. Oh no, no, brother, you, you can't be that stupid. Nineteen people pulled off one of the gr- the greatest attacks on U.S. soil and on 9/11. Nineteen people. So imagine several hundred or thousand somewhat coordinated across the United States doing not even not even in airplanes just on the ground the damage that could be done so it, it's 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 not something that you everybody needs to stick their head in the sand in like the idiot that's in the White House who who seems to do that and not that he has a brain to stick in the sand but um somebody's holding his face in the sand for it but it's it's absolutely terrifying to think about the possibilities and I'm sure there's somebody in, in government going oh god I hope this I hope I hope I hope I hope but they better start doing more than that. Thanks. Randy? Um, the people who are going to be um, on the front line of this, of course, is American law enforcement. And as the tragedy of what we saw in Israel with the number of police officers who were killed, uh, will will uh, if that happens in the United States, it's going to be uh, even m- more uh, existential a threat. And here's... Here's what's what I find so very disturbing is the the failure of law enforcement to train for an event like this. There is there is training going on of all kinds of of uh, of, of uh, woke uh, materials and 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 philosophies, but when it comes down to it, there is going to have to be the training required is going to have to be. Um, how to save your life and how to save the lives of others using using weapons that are um, frowned upon by uh, by the uh, local administrations and the call for military like training um, that uh, that has been really uh, downplayed and even even outlawed in certain areas. Um, 
when it comes down to it, it's going to be life and death. And uh, to, to utilize use of force decisions that are in place in this country, um, all that's going to be going out the window. It's going to be it's going to be combat, and uh, we we need to prepare for it. We're not preparing for it on any level, and uh, and this ought to be a huge wake up call for America's law enforcement leadership, such as it is. You know, let's hope so. Yeah. Don't forget about the citizens. The citizens out there, do the right thing, do the smart thing, arm yourself, prepare yourself. It's better to be, it's always best to prepare for the worst, hope for the best. You know, uh, we've got uh, Lisa Winta that just posted saying, I do fear this every day. The police will not be able to help the average citizen because they'll be under attack. And so thus why I want to learn how to handle a gun for my own survival and that i think lisa that's that's what that's what a large portion of our society feels like today i know people i know people who were uh who are totally anti-gun up until the last couple years and now they've reached out and said hey what kind of a gun should i get you know these are people that didn't even want one in in their home at all you know and this is being initiated by a lot of the females that wouldn't even let their husbands who were like formerly hunters when they grew up they got married they couldn't you know they couldn't hunt anymore whatever I know David's saying, "Well, you got married to the wrong girl." I know what David's saying, but uh, uh, but yeah, we're we're seeing, we're we're seeing the the swing here. I'm, you know, so yeah, there there is a story to to, to I guess a lesson to be learned from what's going down in Israel. I pray to God that it doesn't happen here in the U.S. How it won't happen, I I absolutely just don't know. I can you know you can see you can see it going down in slow motion. So, um, well, guys, uh, and you know, one let me do the training aspect of all this too. And before we go to our uh, our first story that's got a video component, which is pretty uh, sensational. I want Randy to talk about something he's got coming up in, in a second. But a training, the training aspect that Randy hinted on. A lot of us are trainers. You know, we have. You know, I think once a trainer, you're always a trainer. You know, it's in your it's in your blood, it's in your heart. Training is absolutely so important, and not not just training. It's what kind of training you're getting, as as Randy hinted. So yeah, we know that from doing the show that training is not equal around this country. Um, and uh, and you're. <laughs> And, you know, you, you know how they, you, you train to the twos because not everybody's not a level 10 student, right? So you train, you dummy it down so that even your, your level two student get it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just, that's just smart training. But we need to train them on, on the, we need to change our tactics and what we, and what we do, because when this stuff goes down, you're going to, even if cops are well trained, they're going to be still unprepared to handle this if they're not trained properly in how, on how to deal with stuff like this. You've got like aufire.com, uh, accuracy under fire, you know, and I, and I love being a part of this because you know, they simulate actually being shot, stabbed, or other things that are incapacitating you, but you're not getting injured. You know, you've got a vest, you've got sleeves that have 10 units on it, and you never know when you're in this gunfight during this training session, you know, that is real to you in your mind. You don't know what's going to be activated so that you're going to all of a sudden lose lose the, the functionality of your right hand that you've got your gun in, and you got to take it out with your non-dominant hand, your left hand, and return fire. And, and it's amazing. They say it takes about three times before you really start to get proficient because you, the first time it happens, you have no clue. You've never experienced anything like this before. You don't know what to do. Um, so, um, yeah, the training part is, is big. Randy, I'm that microphone. I know you've got something big and important going down. I want you to uh, to share it with our our uh, listeners here. Yep. So, you know, the, the Wounded Blue is uh, now a, have a partnership with a great country music band called Ricochet. And Ricochet, uh, I, they, they their biggest hit was Your Daddy's Money, Your Mama's Good Looks, you know. Um, <laughs> 
They are. They just came out with a brand new CD. I'm looking at it right now. And the only way that you can get it is by going to adoptacop.com and donating 20 bucks to the Wounded Blue. So this is amazing. We're doing a revenue sharing thing with them, um, and they're, we're, we're splitting it right down the middle. So go to adoptacop.com. Make a $20 donation to the Wounded Blue. Get an amazing CD. I was in New York with, with Heath, who's the lead singer of, uh, of Ricochet, and they are huge supporters of the Wounded Blue. All right. Thanks, Randy. Adoptacop.com, I believe. So, And we'll get a banner created next time for that. So uh, thanks, Randy. Guys, make sure you check that out. I want to get a hold of that CD. It's a good thing. So, guys, it's time for a second commercial break. Hopefully, David will help me out with this one. We will be right back. Now, certainly by now, you guys know about Galls. And I'm talking about the new Galls at Galls.com slash Leo. And if you've been listening to our show for any amount of time, you know that already that they're the country's leading uniform, clothing, equipment, and gear provider for law enforcement. And they have a variety of offerings, everything from multi-tools and flashlights to duty boots and tactical gear. And as our panelist, Captain Brett Bartlett, always says, they pretty much have everything for law enforcement except for guns and ammo. So Galls.com slash Leo. Corporal David, what's going on at Galls this week? 5-Eleven's having a push. You get a free baseball cap if you make a purchase from them of a certain amount. And the brand of the week is Wiley X Eyewear, a, a great tactical uh, eyewear for the streets uh, to protect your eyes and your face from uh, when you're in the in the mess. All right. Excellent. I'm expecting to see David wearing one of those hats on the next <laughs> on the next show. Uh, anyhow, that's if he leaves any surplus of, uh, of items. So, guys, check it out, Galls.com slash Leo. And don't wait, Galls.com slash Leo. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable, Law Enforcement Talk Show, still live from the Boss Hog Radio Studios in Plant City, Florida. Um, and uh, so thanks, Randy, for sharing that with us. Guys, get that CD. And uh, and David, get that hat uh, <laughs> from Galls. But, uh, hey, uh, moving along, at Rumble.com, our favorite law enforcement video channel called This Is Butter, Spokane Sergeant Placed on Leave following the beating of a 62-year-old during a traffic stop. Don't, don't, don't put your hands on me, pal. You're listen. Gonna, you are going to get hurt. I am? Listen what I'm telling you. Are you audio video recording this? I already told you that. Get on the phone. Hey, oh. Get on the ground. You're under arrest. Fuck, dude. Get on the ground. Dude, oh. get on the ground. Jesus Christ. What part of that? I understand. Uh, I want him code six. You're under arrest. Get on the ground! You sucker! Okay, I can't. I can't. Oh! Give me your hand! Okay, it's a. Give me your hand! Okay! What are you doing this, man? What the fuck, hey. man? Look at the fuck what he did! I didn't do anything. I'm going this way. I'm going this way. <laughs> <laughs> on your stomach. Okay. You're on your stomach. Okay. 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 I will. I promise. <laughs> Get out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, guys, please. Please. <laughs> So listen to how this goes down, and you know, there, you know, Spokane County Sheriff has placed a sergeant on administrative leave following allegations that excessive force was used during an incident. There is video involved on this. So Spokane County Sheriff John Knowles uh, was told about an incident that occurred on August the 14th. 
Spokane County Prosecuting Office are now, they're following these allegations. They made the sheriff aware of them. So on September the 29th, the sergeant was placed on administrative leave due to the pending investigation. So the attorney representing the victims in this incident says that it started when their client stopped to rest in the Terrence View Park in Spokane Valley. A deputy approaches the guy. Now he's in his car and informs him that it's a crime to be in the park that late when access um, um, was claimed to be used. And he was uh, fired and it, uh, and just wanted to just, uh, I'm sorry, it says fired. Sorry, guys. So my reading, he was tired. So the guy in the car, he pulled over. It's after, you know, it's after dark. He was tired, just wanted to rest a little bit before he continued on home to call fix. And this is according to his attorney, though. Um, an attorney's name is Tim Timothy Note, and he's actually got another attorney named uh, Josh Maurer. So the attorneys representing this guy are giving dialogue on what happened. Uh, the guy refused to show his identification to the police officer or even to give his name to the police officer. And that's when the deputy um, used force to extract him from the vehicle. The man was arrested for being in the park after hours, charged with resisting and obstructing. Attorneys note um, that... Um, they claim their client was taken to jail but not allowed inside the jail because of allegations against him did not merit incarceration. And as a result of the incident, the man sustained extensive injuries, but they actually say what the extensive injuries were. And I would have to go along and say they're extensive if this is true. Eight broken ribs, a punctured lung, and a lip disfiguration. And so the attorney says that that alone should have given someone some concern about his injuries, but nobody looked into the case. Nobody launched an internal affairs investigation. And it wasn't until one of the attorneys uh, brought it to the prosecutor's office uh, that they were informed that anything has been done. So the, it remains an active investigation. The Spokane County Sheriff's Office has not released the name of the deputy until a later time. But our, the attorneys, which is Note and Maurer, told Nonstop Local that the deputy's name was Clay Hilton. and. Uh, Notice that it's um, they call him a deputy, but he's actually a, a a sergeant, you know, with the agency. That's the way this thing goes down. Like I said, there's a video component, so we try to describe in great detail. Kind of went down. There was, uh, um, you know, the deputy, the, the sergeant was warning the guy what was going to happen, and uh, and they, I must admit, the guy that was sleeping off in the car talked a tough tougher game until he got on the ground, and then it kind of it went south for him. I think, David, what do you think? Yeah, like I said, the the video in and of itself. Um, I didn't have a whole huge problem with, to be quite honest. Um, you get someone in a, a low level, you know, either county ordinance or city, city ordinance type of thing where they're just not, not allowed to be in the park. But brother, you got to go. You can't, can't be here. But now that I've made the stop, I need some ID. We're going to do this. We're going to, you know, go through that whole route. I have the, the authority at this point to stop you or to interact with you and you're detained. Um, and so you cannot be a no person at that point, which this guy obviously was some throwback hippie jerk off probably, but that's beside the point. But once the, once the, the sergeant decided that, okay, you know, I've had enough of you telling me no um, and pulls, goes to start pulling him out of a, out of the car. Like we say that it was a little bit sloppy, but I'm going to call shenanigans on the whole eight broken ribs and punctured lung bull crap because there's, there's no way I want to see, I, I would, as the, whomever is investigating this, I'm going produce some medical records on that because for the beating this guy took, if you want to call it that, um, there's, I, I'm saying no, no way. In my opinion, there's just no way he had eight broken ribs and a punctured lump. Um, he wouldn't have made it to the jail if that was the case. So 
Um, that that's just crap. And as far as him not being incarcerated, again, parsing of words, booked versus incarcerated are two different things. So you know, him being held in jail, perhaps not. He gets you know processed and released. So again, word games by attorneys that are in Washington. Go figure. Yeah. Do you remember the point in the video where the guy basically cried uncle? <laughs> he said, I get my Please <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a thing for uh, th- th- there's a reason why we always say comply, comply, uh, uh, compliance is your best friend, even if you don't agree with it. Uh, um, especially you got some big dude like uh, like a Randy Sutton coming your way in Las Vegas Metro. Those guys don't play around. You know what? Watching this play out, I, I was a little frustrated because what a waste of time and energy and resources. All you got to do is show your freaking ID. That's all. It's it's this isn't rocket science. What do you think is going to happen if you decide you're just going to say no? I'm not going to give you my name. Well, what what do you think was going to happen? I mean, it, the dumbness here, and this is. But he, see, people are empowered to to act stupidly because there's there's so seldom any consequences for it. Well, there were some consequences on this one, and uh, uh, he, we'll see how it plays out. But you know. It is Washington. Uh, yeah, that is a good point. It is like David said, and Randy, you just brought it to my attention again. It is, it is Washington. That does, that does make a difference. So, um, guys, uh, moving along, uh, we at back at Rumble, our favorite channel. This is Butter, and again for our audio listeners, radio and podcast, we describe in great detail what's going on, so you guys don't feel like you're missing out on anything. And you know, our live show it's Monday through Friday, twelve to one o'clock during that lunch hour, and, and we have a produced version of this show, so we take the same video. And we embed all the videos that we talk about it, pictures of the good guys and the bad guys. It comes out on our Rumble channel at nine o'clock the next morning. So it's an option uh, for you guys in case you want to watch the rest of the show. Uh, so, again, on This Is Butter, a man shot, killed by deputies moments after fatally stabbing his own father. Hey, listen, listen. Okay, I'm, I'm here to help. I can't help you. Hey, sir, why shirt? Sir. Hello, sir, you. Can you come over here? I know I can't. I can't talk. Sir, Walk can over, you here. Come over here. In the white, sir. Sir. Uh, don't go back, sir. Sir. Drop that knife. Drop the. Drop the knife. Drop the knife. Drop the knife. I'm gonna shoot you if you rush him with. The, drop the knife. Sir. Get over here. Drop the knife. So officials with the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Office. So yeah, we're 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 moving from Washington State to uh, L.A. Um, officials said they received a family disturbance call. It's five thirty-five in the morning, so it's early in the morning on Monday, and it's at a home. So when industry station deputies arrive at the scene, authorities said that they're confronted by the suspect who has a knife. So look, there's a there's video, a lot of uh, this communication stuff going on, but the deputies are, are telling. Um, the family's kind of not helping them out a lot, and the bad guy ends up not cooperating with them, but he ends up being shot um, and declared dead at the scene. But what they leave out of the article is that he refuses commands, and he ends up charging, the, he leaves family members in charges of the deputies with a knife in his hand. So the detectives later confirmed the suspect fatally stabbed his father earlier that morning. The man shot and killed by deputies identified as Robert Boozer, 
42 years old, of St. George, Utah, and his father was identified as William Patrick Boozer, 69 years old, of uh, Hacienda Heights. So that's the way uh, that went down. Any uh, commentary on the video, guys? You know, dealing with family members in these situations is not the best thing, but David? Um, yeah, the, the video got, got kind of confusing. I mean, this this bad guy apparently stabs his father in the house, and then they, then he comes outside. There's two other people standing outside by the front door of this house that the officer is kind of having a difficult time dealing with. They don't want to move. From the aspect of the body cam video, you cannot see the bad guy with the knife who's standing behind these two people. But the officer obviously can because he's yelling commands to this guy. Do not. It was almost like, don't charge those people or I'm going to shoot you kind of a thing. The guy comes wide around the two people yelling ah, as he's running toward the cop. One shot. And I'm thinking, damn, score, goal. <laughs> Down he goes. And it was it was a, a, a nice, you know, nicely done in that regard. Um, but again, the same stupidity. The same stupidity, the the one deputy who's dealing with the scenario in front of him, and then you've got the other deputy standing off on the side talking on the radio. Oh, this is what's going on. There's a guy here, and we got him at gunpoint, and we're going to do this, and now we're going over here. And the, and the sky is so nice tonight, and you're going, shut up, shut up, and get to work, you moron. And and it's and it's the same thing out there in L.A. You just you can't get a, a consistent response. The one, the one officer or deputy, whatever officer, he seemed to be on his game. I would have liked to, I would have liked a little bit of movement. Get off the X, you know. Don't just stand there, move. Um, you know, adjust to the bad guy. Don't let him adjust to you. You adjust to him. Take control of the scenario a little bit more. But in the end, he he did what he needed to do. The guy came around and he popped him. It was the end, end of it. But my God, the, the inconsistency out there is just is is frightening. That's a good point, David. Because you know, when I was watching the video, I thought. There was another dude standing in the front. I thought that he was the bad guy, and you're absolutely right. Our bad guy is behind the crowd and comes yeah. out and swinging wide. And I'm thinking, who the, who the heck is this dude running at the cops and charging and screaming, you know? like. Yeah. And the cop is telling the guy in front, hey, you, you with the white shirt, and he's flashing his light at him, his gun light. You, come here. Get out of the way. Move. Do something. The guy's standing hey, Beautiful. It was just it, fantastic. L.A. at its finest. So I think all of our Spanish listeners that watch soccer and stuff, when you did that goal, goal! Man, you got everybody excited, <laughs> David, I'm telling you. All right, our last commercial break. Hang with us. We'll be right back. You know, no matter how much you know about guns and ammunition or how much you think that you know, there's that knowledge gap that leaves you confused and missing the complete picture. Gunlearn.com, they've taken the confusion out of learning. They've actually made it easy. Gunlearn.com is the first and it's the only company that offers a step-by-step -step program that takes you from your present knowledge level to become a safe, accurate, and competent certified firearm specialist. Now, they provide citations from federal law and ATF rulings for every point taught to ensure accuracy. In their training, it's approved by major forensic organizations, law enforcement agencies, and also firearm manufacturers. Since 1996, they've taught everything that LEOs, that's law enforcement officers, need to know about firearms and ammunition to all facets of law enforcement. Now, you can start today with online training, or you can register to attend a live seminar, and you can actually get free training for yourself and the personnel at your agency by hosting a seminar at no cost. So come aboard as one of the most firearm knowledgeable people in the world by joining the folks at GunLearn.com. Again, it's GunLearn.com. All right, guys, welcome back to the Leo Roundtable Law Enforcement Talk Show, still live from the Boss Talk Radio Network in Plant City, Florida. You know, we are still here. Uh, guys, if there's no more commentary, 
we can move on to the next topic then. We'll, I think we're going to hop into Washington, D.C. So on lawofficer.com, homicides, shockingly, soar 38%. So the nation's capital is seeing a sharp surge in murders in 2023. Homicides are up 38% so far this year compared to the same point last year, according to the Metropolitan Police. The nation's capital is also seeing carjacking skyrocket 110%, and the total violent, violent crime is up 38%. Uh, the troubling statistics come as Democrat-controlled D.C. continues to get inundated with illegal aliens, pushing the city's already strained resources to a catastrophic breaking point. Now, Democratic Representative Henry Kuehler uh, from Texas, the nation's capital on Monday evening at the Navy Yard area, and this incident to his apartment building where he and other members of Congress live. And uh, Mayor, I guess, uh, Muriel Bowser, who supported the violent uh, Black Lives Matter riders back in 2020, is uh, scrambling to react to the wave of deadly mayhem that the city residents are now feeling because they're they're frightened and they feel helpless. So that's what's going on in Washington, D.C. A lot of us watch this go down, like David shaking his head, like, well, we could have told you that was going to that was going to happen, you know, a, a year or two ago. David? Yeah, longer than that. Uh, what a name. What a name for a mayor, Bowser. How, how perfect is that? Um, the uh, again, predictable. Enjoy. You stupid Democrats, keep voting. Keep voting that same way. See where it gets you, morons. All right, that's hard to touch, uh, Randy. So the, this is all a result of the of the radical um, city council and the mayor. Um, they actually tried to decriminalize a whole bunch of crimes um, and find and have zero accountability for committing crimes that was actually voted down by Congress. Uh, and, and is it any wonder why the, this, the, the victims of, uh, of the violent crime are increasing, even as the accountability diminishes literally every single day in that city? And this is, falls directly on the leadership of Washington, D.C. And it is, it is stunning to see that, that the same people keep getting voted into office as even as they they play with the lives of the people that they allegedly serve. Thanks, Randy. Well, guys, we have an, a, another story that's got a video component. So again, for our radio and podcast listeners, we'll describe in great detail what's going on. We're back at our favorite channel again. This is Butter, which is at rumble.com. Body cam shows a man being shot by deputies after two women reportedly stabbed at a Lake Forest apartment. <laughs> The inside. They have a canine, but a and a rifle. Ready? Yep. Push and go. So the deputy shot a man suspected of stabbing one woman to death and injuring another at a Lake Forest apartment complex on a Sunday, according to the Orange County Sheriff's Department. So deputies responded to reports of a stabbing. Uh, they arrived shortly after 
uh, 12, 15 p.m. in the middle of the afternoon at a complex, and they find a woman who appeared to have been stabbed several times, and she's outside the apartment. So the deputies were directed to a specific apartment unit where they made contact with a man in his 20s suspected of carrying out the stabbing. So he's the suspect, right? A little less than 15 minutes after deputies get there, an officer-involved shooting occurs, and the man was shot and injured, so did not die. Now, authorities have released few details about the shooting, including whether the man was armed or threatening any deputies or civilians. However, <laughs> in the video, what they don't say, there's a slow-motion video at the seven-minute mark. It appears to show the suspect in the act of throwing an object. It looks like a knife at the deputies, and he's got his right hand buried back. He's let, getting ready to let this thing go. So one deputy yells, drop the knife, if that tells you anything, right? Suspect was at the end of a hallway. He's standing in front of a, an open doorway at the end of the hallway while the deputies are facing him, and they're in the doorway at the entry point into the apartment. And so, so they're just a hallway apart from each other. And they actually, after the shooting, they recovered two knives from the suspect, and no deputies were injured. The deputies found a second woman inside the apartment. She also had stab wounds. The man and the injured woman found inside the apartment were taken to the hospital. The extent of the injuries was not known, but the woman found inside the apartment was pronounced dead at the scene. So the man and the two women are believed to be related, sisters and brother, according to the sheriff's office, and their names have not been released. So it's a uh, another family situation. But uh, what do you guys think? Mm. Breakdown, David? Yeah, I mean, you know, the the police action was was pretty much, you know, on the book, as as we as we would I would say, um, you know, they learned there was potentially another person still in the apartment that was in danger, and, and one of them said, "We're going, we're going in." Um, of course, they had to go through the stupidity of, oh, we we have less lethal though. We're bringing that too with a with a, with pistols and rifles. So yeah, and and then the less the whatever officer had the less lethal was had it against the back of the head of the guy in front of him that had the AR. That was special, um, yeah. just because she didn't want to get left out. Um, yeah. And a canine too that managed not to bite anybody this time, which was always a plus. You know, the everybody's going to say, oh, they they shot that guy down the hallway of this apartment. He wasn't threatening anybody. He wasn't doing anything. Yeah, there's more than that. There's the totality of circumstances. And if you're a, a an in-tuned cop and you are a student of the game, you understand what intent is. And once this guy has stabbed and killed, uh, stabbed two people, killed one, you know what his intent is. So when he's standing at the end of that hallway in, a, in, a, in an aggressive posture and he's starting to lean forward and his his fists are clenched. He's got his hand under his shirt. You can tell he's getting ready to break in your direction. You ain't got to wait no more. Smoke him right there on the spot because you know what his intent is. And as a good cop, that's how you read people. You learn that very quickly or you get stabbed or shot yourself. So you learn to read intent and you take action on, on that intent in the totality of the circumstances. Good shoot. It better be. Um, and these cops for the most part, you know, did did what they did a good job under the within the circumstances that that they were in a tight apartment, a single doorway, a tight hallway, victims down. We need to act now, and they did. All right, thanks. And uh, I know we still have people watching this to say, well, shouldn't you wait till he throws the knife at you, or what kind of damage could that do? You know, why are you going deadly force instead of like less lethal? I know there's still people, civilians that simply don't know. You know, they 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 don't yeah. know that what that reactionary gap is, and they don't understand how lethal that could be. Because you're not you're not required as, as a law enforcement officer to roll the dice and hope for the best outcome. You follow what I've said before: best practices, not 
all all's well that ends well method of, of law enforcement. That's not the way we operate. Uh, the guy's a threat. He presents a threat. He's a no person. He's got a weapon. Sorry. Uh, you want to talk about the 21 foot rule and all that other type of crap that you can throw in there as anecdotal information? Fine. But in the end, it's it's what you're reading as his intent. And his intent was to hurt you and any other, anybody else that got near him. So hmm, sorry as, about your luck. And as David bringing said, a knife David, to a gunfight. Yeah, David used the word hurt. You don't have to be in fear of death. Just a bodily, serious bodily injury is all it takes. And uh, and he's right. You know, um, I got just enough time to get this last story in lawofficer.com. Just 43 military troops rejoin after being discharged over the vaccine mandate. Guys, listen to the stats on this. Only 43 out of more than 8,000 service members who were discharged from the military, kicked out over the Biden administration's COVID-19 vaccine mandate, have sought the rejoin, according to a recent report by CNN. According to the report, 19 have rejoined the Army, 12 went back to the Marine Corps, and one went back to the Air Force, and two uh, rejoined the Navy. So the a retired Air Force Master Sergeant Nick Cupper, who recently retired after successfully finding his discharge, he told Breitbart, that the troops are not seeking the rejoin because they feel betrayed. And here's a quote saying, I think a service member going back to the military after being kicked out over the COVID mandate is like a woman going back to her abusive husband. He promises that this time will be different and that he won't hit her anymore. But in reality, he'll likely hit her so hard that he kills her uh, this time. Wow. Uh, comments on that? Listen, that 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 quote right there, that that analogy it is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And anybody that doesn't get that, both in the military and in law enforcement, the way that some of these places are treating them, cops in general, that's a great analogy. All right. There you have it. Randy, 20 seconds. Uh, this is this is another failure of the Biden administration. This is it, the attacks on law enforcement and the military and uh, everything that they do is wrong. It's, it is it is calculated to uh to destroy the fabric of our nation and they're doing a hell of a job at it well keep that mic open randy you know guys at this time of the show we go to the woundedblue.org save me 20 seconds at the end randy all right please uh go to the woundedblue.org see who we are see what we do we're a nationwide charity that helps injured and disabled officers across the country we just had our second third annual national law enforcement survival summit it was unbelievable Go to thewoundedblue.org because you want to reserve, if you're law enforcement or have been, you want to reserve your spot ASAP because it's going fast this year. Hey, that's thewoundedblue.org, guys. Uh, you know, David, we got to get out there. We got to make make a, make a trip to Vegas for the next one. Um, you know, another shout out to our sponsors, guys. MotionDSPAUFire.com for accuracyunderfire.com. Guys, you need to check out that, that site and watch those videos of our newest sponsor, Galls. Gunlearn.com on Medicare.live. Bang Energy, thanks for the fuel. Another shout out to Brian Burns for the free press at TampaFP.com. Ray Didrick, RedVoiceMedia.com. Thanks for the support. Thanks, guys. We'll see you back tomorrow. We'll see you.